0: Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League, the Champions League, and the Europa League. I'm Robbie Musto. He's Robbie Earl. Here are today's topics: Arsenal running riot over Tottenham at an ecstatic stadium. Manchester City and Pep finally getting one over on Chelsea and Tuchel. Manchester United dropping all three points to Villa after Bruno Fernandes missed the penalty. Brentford and Liverpool playing out a six goal thriller and Ralph in minute five gets off track on the score sheet for Wolves. That's what we've got coming up in today's episode. All right, my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> another very informative uh, bunch of games in the Premier League, mate. A few defining kind of games, big matchups. Um, and I guess the one we're going to start with, Rob, the North London Derby. And yeah. a a I, I, I feel-good factor around the Emirates that I, I, I'm struggling to, to remember back when we last had it that good. Arsenal three, Tottenham Hotspur one. Three goals in Arsenal for the first in the first forty-five minutes, or the first yeah. thirty-four minutes to be more accurate. Rob, and a really, really strong showing from Arsenal Football Club. And are we finally starting to see the fruits of the work, the fruits of the labour, mm. the the? We knew it was going to be a big transitional kind of moment for Mikel Arteta. He's taken a ton of flack from everybody, it seems like, almost everybody in the media, Rob, about how it died for Arsenal and Mikel Arteta. Are we starting to see what it's going to be all about for Arsenal?
1: I think you're right. I think Arlo said in commentary, a rebirth of Arsenal, and Graham has so sort of said, let's temper that down a little bit. But what I do think, Rob, are there are real positive steps in the right direction. Today, in a big game, in a North London derby, where it was a, it was a really important game for both these teams, yeah. for Arsenal to show that 1-0 wins against Burnley and Norwich were yeah, better yeah. than maybe yeah. the, the results showed, for Spurs to show that having won three games, the first three games 1-0 and then lost the last couple, conceding three goals, that they're better than that. It, it, it was like a day of proving something in the North London derby. And... The biggest compliment I can give to Mikel Arteta's team uh, was they were prepared to do what was required to win the game. And they the system worked well. They brought Jacker in to, to have two holding midfield players. He played the three young players in front of him. Smith Rowe, Odegaard, who I want to talk about separately, and, and Saka, and Yang up top. And they brought a life, they brought an energy, they brought intensity. Before you get to X's and O's and systems and all those things that are intricate, Mm, just wanting mm. to win a football game, a big derby game at home, one team were up for it. And I said on air, Rob, one team looked like they were a a, a testimonial or a charity game like, strolling around, not really too interested. I couldn't quite Mm. believe what I was seeing from Tottenham. Mm. Um, and that's mm. to take nothing away from how well Arsenal started the game and how good mm. the football was in that first period of the, of the first half.
0: Yeah, I think Spurs, and we'll get on to Spurs, look like they're unsure of what's going on, what the manager wants. You know, certain players looking out of sorts. And Arsenal finally look like they know what they're trying to do. And the message has got across from the manager, the manager now. We know that this is going to be a very new team. This is... When you look through the line, Rob, it's kind of new. It's new. Goalkeeper, Ben White, Tomiyasu. Uh, Odegaard was there, but, but again, new into the team. Aubameyang playing as a centre forward is a little bit new. Normally, plays on the left-hand side. Um, and and I'm, in some ways, Rob, I'm quite, I'm quite um, pleased for Mikel Arteta because I think he took an incredible amount, and it's one thing going through my mind, uh, of slack and of hammer. In those first few weeks, when you hadn't even put a team out with his new players that he brought in, Rob. Now, the last three games has been, wow, Ramsdale's been in the side. Tommy Harris is in the side. You know, the Loconga's had plenty of minutes. Now we're starting to to see what he wants. And the signings that, again, were questioned, Rob, from lots of people. Oh, he spent all this money, but we've got five players. And should we have gone for more quality? And it was a bit, nah, with some of the signings. Again, it's early doors. And, and, mm. and Graham's probably right. And this isn't, of course, the... You know, it's not a new, flipping, amazing Arsenal from here on in. But at least we're seeing the new signings in the team mm. playing well, good shape, good organisation. You're right. That should be taken for granted, Rob, the, the desire and the effort mm. and everything else in these games. But it hasn't always been. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I just thought it was bright. It was good football that Arsenal fans want. Um, uh, you know, players, the young players, the future of the football club and, and those three you talked about. I mean, they're looking comfortable. And there's also a versatility there, Rob. We saw in the last game, Martin Odegaard played in the middle of the park. It was brilliant in the last game that they played. So, lots of good signs. Finally, Arteta smiling. Finally, the Emirates like mm. jumping at the end. And I feel I feel good for them, mate, because we take a little bit of you know, we've we got friends Arsenal fans, Rob, and we get a little bit mm. of social media stuff. And like, oh, you only spoke you know, about Arsenal for a couple of minutes. And and, and, and I feel like, well, yeah, there you go. When, when there's, I mean, then there's reason to talk about Arsenal. And we've done, we'll, we'll do it on the bad times and the good times. Yeah. And today, time to talk about them and spend some time because it was a good performance and a bright-looking team. that has got to be exciting, Rob, for the future.
1: Yeah. And, and one of the things that came across to me, Rob, was they felt the right mixture of outstanding youth potential and some good pros around them. Thomas Porte. Rob, we did a piece yeah. on, um, on the Tactics Board about his role and how just a bit more disciplined he is. And, and he reads danger quite well and he blocks holes between the centre-backs. Jacker was, was more considered and wasn't as emotional as we've seen him. And that would bet, I think, playing with party will help him. Aubameyang, Rob, looked more like the centre-forward we know can get 20 goals. He's a threat over the top. He can bring players in the game. He can rotate positions. He's got great skills. I mean, the flick for the Smith-Rowe um, yeah. ball that he ends up scoring is, 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 is a beautiful bit of, of center forward play. Now, if he can become the leader of that group and take them under his wing, and he talks in his press conference after the game about enjoying being with these kids, and when, it, when it's right, he tries to give them help and advice, that's the right kind of mix as we go forward. And then Ben White's growing into becoming, I think, understanding what playing at Arsenal means. Gabriel's been a bonus next to him because consistency from him and a, a good partner's helping. And even the goalkeeper now, mm. I wasn't so keen on the goalkeeper. I, two, Three clean sheets in three games, all competitions before today, two in the League, one in, in the League Cup. Come, pulled off a brilliant save at, at 3-1, where it just might have mm. made things a little bit nervous. And... Um, I tell you what. The other thing that I was impressed with him, Rob, his confidence and sometimes bravery to play out of the back. Yeah, and he um, made one one bad ball. Rob one, one bad ball. Bad yeah, ball. But which listen, is which you, is gonna happen, you might have to it, get yeah. through that? You know, mm. in the course of a game, if that's only one, that's actually not too bad a number.
0: Mm. Yeah. Just on just on something you said there, Rob, about Yang and stuff. Now about him being a leader, a captain, and I, I don't. I don't know whether he would. He is going to be that guy, Rob. That's going to uh, nurture these young players and really well, mentor them. a little actually, bit Robert, Robert, in the, pre-
1: after the game. I don't know if you saw what he said. No, I do didn't see what he saying? Yeah, so it was Smith and him who did the interview at Sky, our hmm. partners in the UK. And um, he was asked about the game and whatever, and he said, "What's great for me now is a uh, you know these three young players. It's great training with them." He said. When, it, when it's the right time, I try and give them advice, but okay. I let them be themselves. And I just mm. thought that's a, that's, a take, that's a step forward in, in what we've mm. seen from him. And it's almost mm. as though he's been reignited by what they've brought underneath him. Their quality and speed of play and, and, and creativity is actually making him look a good player again.
0: Yeah, I, I always, I've always believed in Aubameyang. I just mm. think he's a class striker. He's done it for season after season. Again, people, he have a little quiet period. He signed the big contract, and people kind of thought that maybe that's it for him. He's happy and he's just going uh, to... I'm a big fan of his um, and I'd like to see him play as a centre-forward. Took his goal really, really well. Yeah. Second goal for Arsenal today. Um, Gabriel, Rob, another player I want to touch on. Yeah. Um, you talk about potential leaders. I think he's a potential leader, Rob. It's no. like, again, Arlo and Cumberland talked about the record that Arsenal have in the Premier League when he's played yeah. goals conceded pretty good. Um, I think he is such an important player, such an important player for this back four, a new look back four. I think yeah. Ben White, you're absolutely right. Different sort of player to Gabriel. But the more games that Ben White can go through, Rob, and there's no drama and, they keep, yeah. and they're keep winning games and there's no spotlight on, spotlight on Ben White. He needs reps for yeah. me at this level, at mm. that club. And that's, I mean, yeah, that's that, some that jump up, by audio. the way. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, some that's jump step up, up in from,
1: from Brighton, yeah.
0: Yeah, so the more no-drama Ben White games, mm. he will benefit that, and he will start to, to ease in to be a really important part of this back four. Tommy Asu, the, the new right-back, yeah, I think the fans steady. love his energy. Uh, again, it's very easy to to go overboard when it's such yeah, a good a performance. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not going overboard. I'm just pleased that the Arsenal fans are starting to see mm. slight and, and and like, it's not, you know, they're not going to go on and, and finish in the top four, but there's there's progression, mate. Isn't it, yeah. isn't it something that, that I, or we have always said, Rob, is that with these new managers, that, that are these big clubs, and it's a big project in adverse commerce, yeah. that there's still got to be signs of progress, no matter how kind of, no, it looks. You've got to have a sense of things Is there are going in the right direction. And now I think the Arsenal fans will start to believe that.
1: And it was interesting. We were talking in the, um, in the studio after the game as we were leaving and um, just saying that I hope they have the Thomas uh, Frank um, approach to things. Like 24 hours. Enjoy this for 24 hours. Enjoy the yeah. game. Enjoy what you've done. And then get back to work. Get back to what's required. Get back to the training ground. Get back to knowing that if we do all the things right in the week, these are the kind of performers who come at the weekend. What I don't want is too too much over-celebration. Do you think it was
0: too much at the end, Rob? Um, I wanted to write down and ask you about... There was a lot at the end. I'll tell you right now. What do you think? It kind of
1: felt okay to me, Rob, because I think some of that is fans back in the stadium, the first Northern, Northern derby since the pandemic, great win at home and, you know, a pressure game... I kind of feel it, today was a, is, is, a, is a pass, is an okay. I know what you mean, though. You, you can go overboard with that stuff, and, and, that, mm. and that can be destructive as well. I'm, I'm giving it today, but I want him to make sure Monday's training is back to work, back to doing the mm. job, because this has to become consistency now for more. So that's the key to success from Mikel Arteta, where he starts to know what he's going to get. Of course, you have better days, and players have great moments in matches. But once we can start to say what the consistency is, what we expect from Arsenal, then we're mm-hmm. going to really see some some changes and in, in this team start to be part of that top six and hopefully back to the top four.
0: Yeah, I, I thought it was great to see, actually. Mm. You know, Arteta's had had a lot to deal with over the yeah. last couple of months, three months, really. Um and I think it's something you're seeing quite a bit. We're going to go on to talk about Brentford <laughs> yeah. and Thomas Frank and all that. But I think it's something that you are seeing around different stadiums. Maybe it's mm. because the fans are back in the stadium. But I think yeah. the connection is kind yeah. of important between the manager and the players mm. and the fans. And I think when you get opportunity to kind of appreciate their support over difficult times, you yeah, it. It's nice it. with Arteta so as well good.
1: because he's very considered normally, isn't he? We don't really see very. too much emotion from him. And yeah. today it came out Lots it came out see. well. And as you say, I, I thought there were some really good shots there that endear him to the fans. I think the, the connection, like you say, that the clocks have and, yeah. and the two calls have. And um yeah, Mikel Chat. So it was a great day for him. Let's let's turn the the spotlight on the other team, Rob, the team in White, yeah. who didn't particularly start so well. Um three 0 down, as you say, in thirty-five minutes. I mean Nuno's come out after the game and talked a little bit. I don't know, again, if you heard him sort of said it wasn't so much the system. It was more the players, the way they played it, which was a a very sort of Nuno version of chucking the one or two players under the bus.
0: Mm. He's still learning, Rob. He mm. is learning a lot about what he's got. And to go into a North London derby in a midfield three... Of Hoiberg, yeah, yeah, of course mm. you'd have him in the, in, in this game. Mm. Delhi and Ndombele yeah, was was risky. And the first three goals, Robbie, Orr, and mm. if I was in the studio, I think you broke down the first goal in yeah. terms of those midfield yeah. players. Yeah. Each goal, the Spurs midfield were nowhere. Mm-hmm. One of them, Hoiberg, was close but still behind the play. It wasn't goal side yeah. of yeah, the yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah. That midfield was so empty, it was embarrassing and it shouldn't happen. And I wasn't surprised that Skip came on midfield. And mm. I don't even know what well, Oliver Skip's done wrong, by the way. Yeah, and I apologize. Yeah. He's got some kind of knock that we haven't, I don't know about. I thought he was a good part of the first few games for them. He came in, made it look better. But their midfield, like Delhi and Ndombele's desire to help. I mean, Delhi, Rob, we, I think we both appreciate what he can do. And previous managers, of course, Jose Mourinho, may disagree with our yeah. thoughts on Delhi, And he might be right. He might be right. The Delhi is, is, for whatever reason, is not prepared to to put in the hard yards to do things that he's got to do in the middle of the park. Now, there's been games where he's done it. The first couple of games, remember he was in there? Yeah, in the he played the and left, left side of really the field, didn't he? The left he side of back. the three. Yeah. But but that I mean again I know Ndumbele is a, a, a great footballer, creative. But if you're not, if you don't match, and you don't defensively have some sort of responsibility to help your back four, it's going to be a disaster. I thought the midfield was was shocking today for Spurs.
1: Mm. It was interesting because Oliver um, Smart came uh, came on at uh, half time. Yeah, Another skip even came on at, at half time. And it was a really interesting look. So Nuno was talking to him about positioning. You, you, you're virtually saying, you know, you play next to Bear, and obviously Domblay had a little bit more of a fear." So he inverted the, yeah. the, the three that he started with. And the look on Skip's face was, and I've been there, Rob, and I know the look and I know the, the thing. It was almost like, well, you're putting me on now with 3-0 down. Why didn't you start me? Was the look all over his face. I know people mm-hmm. say I'm reading mm-hmm. into that. Let me tell you, I, mm. I know that, look, because I've been that player before now where you haven't played, you're a little bit upset, and then the team are down, and then the manager chucks you on. You think, well, oh, great. What, with 3-0 down, you want me to go and win the game? And some of that has to fall on Nuno, Rob. If I know he's finding out, but it's a big North London that. derby. If if you can't trust Delhi Alley, if you can't trust him, Rob, then don't don't gamble on him in a in North London derby. I mean... My my point goes further in and, and I think we have we might have had this discussion a little while ago. I look at the Spurs line up and there's too many people I don't know about Rob. I don't know if they're with me really when it gets off. Regalum, Sanchez, Dyer, Delhi, Lucas Moore to a certain degree, I don't particularly put them there, and then Dombalay. Rob, I don't know. Hmm. We, we've had different managers who've had different looks at them. We've tried different systems with them. We've tried different management with them. We're still asking the same question. It was like when we used to talk about Chris Smalling and Phil Jones. And if you say, why do we keep asking, are they good enough for Manchester United? It, the reason we're having this discussion is because yeah. they aren't. I'm not sure asking. if at some point somebody's going to have to make a decision on Delhi. Are we going to keep remembering Delhi Ali? The guy who flipped over the head at Crystal Palace scored the goal and was brilliant in in that. Or is it really the real Delhi Alley now, somebody who can only play at 60%, 70% of that, and then the real intensity of red-hot games gets blown away?
0: Let me me just move in a slightly different direction, Rob. I'm going to take you higher, right, at this football club. hmm. Daniel Levy decisions. Number one, to hire Jose Mourinho. Number two, stop Harry Kane moving. Number three, to hire Nuno Espirito Santo. Now, there's been some big decisions, Rob, at that football club mm. to, to take over from Pochettino, to bring in sacking Mourinho. Pot- that didn't... There was
1: sacking Poch in there as well.
0: Right, yeah. yeah. So bringing in Mourinho mm. didn't work. The summer, Harry Kane, the stubbornness to 150 million pounds, unrealistic figure. We could have sold him for reports, say, 120 million pounds and the way that Kane's performing right now. And, of course, the Nuno situation where different managers were touted, nobody seemed wanted to come and you end up with Nuno. It is, is the hierarchy at Spurs, if you, if you listen to a lot of Spurs fans, Rob, they will, and, and it, you know, it's been a little, again, like, and, and I'll say this quickly, Rob, like, some of the comments we get and, it's really hard to know every heartbeat of every club. So people will tell us, and the stuff we hear about Spurs, that you know, we can't, it's impossible Mm. to be that close to 20 Premier League clubs when you're in it week in, week out. But a lot of criticism goes to Daniel Levy in the football club, where when you look at it from a little bit more from the outside, which is us, what amazing training ground. You know, Mm. you you got to Chelsea a long ago, you have a brand new stadium, like, is he... Has he done that bad a job? I'm just throwing it back to you, Rob, maybe this is part of it. Big decisions on the football side have not always been good ones.
1: No. Uh, listen, it, it's always easy to look at those decisions and, and wait till the end. The, Jose Mourinho... Didn't work. I didn't think it, it was a bad choice. I thought it might be what they needed. We all said this is a team with potential. It needs to get mm-hmm. over the line. It needs to be pushed, as you said. Jonah, Jose Mourinho's as good as there is at that, at that or has been in the past. Didn't work. Wasn't the right fit. Ended up, you know, him losing a job before he goes to a League Cup final that he might have won. Who knows what would have happened. But mm-hmm. as ever, people said it was toxic. The Harry Kane thing, I think we slightly disagree on that one in terms of, yes, it's OK to, to say, let's spend the money. What if we got the money, couldn't buy the players we wanted? Will we be any better? I'm not so sure on that one. I think we can agree to disagree that he did the right thing he felt for the football club. Nuno is interesting. Um the three wins in the first three games, I think we're looking at it thinking mm, this mm, might not be good, bad. He's, yeah. he's a decent coach. He's been seventh twice in the league with Wolves. He works <laughs> with players. He's a training ground player. I think what we've seen today is, and it's interesting you you touched on it because something we did in the studio is this is this t, is this group of players set up to do what Nuno wants, and are they going to be prepared to play? The way he's had success, which maybe he can do at Wolves, but I'm not sure is as easy to do at Tottenham. Give mm. the opposition the ball, sit back, and, and we'll wait for times mm. to counterattack.
0: I think, I think, of course, like most sensible, maybe neutrals of this, would say, listen, he's got a given time, Rob. Nuno ne- yeah, needs before, time, yeah. And it's and, like and it's still very, it's like Arteta. I don't think it's quite as big as a job, Rob. I think there's a few, I think yeah. there's better parts and, and less kind of bad apples in this squad. Yeah. Could be wrong. Um, but I think he needs time, Rob, to figure out how he wants to play, who is his who reliable, trusted players will be, and, and, and try and find a way back to you know getting those victories and the clean sheets. Everything with Nuno, I think, starts with good defensive situation, Rob. So I think he's been, you know, I think there's some criticism a few games ago, Rob, where there's nothing creative. Yeah, it was against Chelsea. Or the, the, yeah. One of the, yeah. and then he's gone with Ndumbale, and he's gone a little bit more the other side, and now he's been battered three three goals, isn't it, in the Ooh, last? year.
1: Three in the yeah, last, three, three, they've conceded, last yeah. three.
0: Yeah, they've conceded nine goals in the last three. Mm-hmm. So I think so. It's work in progress, um, but it was a you know just summarising Rob. What a fun yeah. fun game it oh, was!
1: Brilliant game. Brilliant I mean,
0: North London derby. You know, it's whichever stadium. There'd be great atmospheres in both stadiums. But it was Arsenal's day, and they deserved yeah. it. And uh, in some ways, on am pleased for Teta to get you know a little bit of um, momentum going now for him. Can I finish you off quickly yep.
1: on Harry Kane? Oh, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. London derbies, um, the record. Uh, we did a little bit room chat this morning about Harry and where he is mentally and has the summer affected him. You know, there's a lot of talk about he's only had 10 touches in the box over the, the first part of the season, obviously yet to score. Had a couple of good looks today. He's had a header. He's had a shot that goes the wrong side of the post, which he normally scores. I thought he was—he he, should have got a, a penalty kick. His team should have earned a penalty kick and he would have probably taken it. Um He doesn't quite look himself, Rob, does he? I mean, I know people are always looking at body language and reasons to Mm. to, to, to say Mm. he doesn't quite look in the right spot at the moment.
0: I I think so, Rob. It's so difficult. Isn't it difficult to judge a player when the team's
1: transitioning
0: a little bit? Um, He gave the ball away, Rob, didn't he, for the third goal as well? messing around with the ball in a deeper position there. Yeah, I, I... I just got to imagine it's got to be pretty tough when he wants that move that he wants and, and he's got to kind of get on with it again. And we all assumed, by the way, that such a good pro and he, he went back into training and that he'd be absolutely fine. But maybe he's not. He's difficult to read, Rob, isn't he? Yeah. He's not one of those, right, that wears his heart on the sleeve. You, know, no. you can see how they are emotionally. You know, maybe the body language, you can read it a little bit, um, but he's not easy to read. He's a, he's a class player. I, I, it's just tough. It's a tough one. I I naturally I would think if you just put yourself in a situation, try yeah, and I'm yeah. trying to do the same thing. It's got to be
1: a when an agreement, a agreement
0: with the yeah. owner and, and they mm. say, you know what? You can't, I, 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 th- I would think I would find it really almost impossible to believe that his, his short term form isn't affected by what happened in the summer. I would just find it incredibly <sighs> difficult,
1: you know? Yep, like long, there, on, there, yeah, yeah. looks like the cleaners <laughs> come out here. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll, we'll obviously keep an eye on Harry yeah. Kane, see how things transpire over there. Obviously, desperate to get his first goal. I'm sure when he gets one, he'll get flying again. Um, let's move it on, mate, to the other big game. Actually, you haven't done your underappreciated performer of the week. Oh, I'm
0: sorry, I got so excited, so carried away. So yes. Excited.
1: I... You're under, uh, yeah. I'm going to give you so time, under... and obviously it's a bit of a giveaway, Probably nobody in the Spurs. Well,
0: no, no, no. Uh, My underappreciated performer of the weekend is Mikel Arteta. I think I've said basically um, the reasons for that with the criticism, the stick, the people wanting him out of the position um, before he got his players into the team. So I I just think that he has been underappreciated. I'm not saying he's a world of a manager. I just Mm -hmm. think like, come on, give this guy a little bit of time and, and before... Before you start, like shouting him out of his position. So, well done, Mikel Arteta, yeah. uh, underappreciated performer of the weekend. Now you can move on, mate.
1: Let's move on to Chelsea nil, Manchester City one. So, the reigning title winners beating the reigning Champions League winners uh, in reverse of that game. And Thomas Tuchel had got was it three victories against Pep was looking to turn that four. His mm. team are at home. His team are in good form. His team. Slightly changed his team a little bit. Played the three in the midfield, two up front, Werner and Lukaku, with his back three and wing backs. Um, and in the end, came out a bit of a poor second, Robin, in this game. Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, they got battered really. What one 0 was is very kind to Chelsea. Um, my main headlines for Man City is this. Obviously, is what we 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 expected from in terms of the lineup from mm. Pep in the Champions League final. The defensive midfield player played alongside a creative that was Bernardo Silva. You add the two players, Phil Foden and Kevin De Bruyne, and Rob, both playing as kind of false, yeah, nines, false nines, dropping yeah. in. Um, what they'd done in the Champions League up to the final, uh, where it all changed. Jesus played on the right-hand side. Jack Greenish, obviously, is a good player, played on the left-hand mm. side. And from the start to pretty much the finish, City were up for it, Rob. They were up for it absolutely up for it the football the passing was superb um really really good football without getting the breakthrough at half time and and chelsea had a couple of looks on the counterattack small looks but it was dominated yeah. by man city it's just there was a there was a part of me that thought okay you know where's the where's the kind of the penetration part and when the goal came jesus gets the goal Clever little turn in the box. A little deflection goes into calling in there. That was the breakthrough, Rob. And then after yeah. that, Chelsea had to come out a little bit. And City were just good value. You know, just mm. when you think <laughs> – it's similar to last year. Just when you think, oh, City, are, yeah. they, gonna, you know, are they really going to drive again to win this title? Um, they reminded everybody um, that may have doubted them that that when they're on – and when everybody's kind of fit and you had De Bruyne in the side, you had Phil Foden's back in the side now and Grealish, of course, on the left-hand side continues to look good for them. They're a very, very good team. Defensively, Diaz and Laporte played in this one, Rob. Walk was the insurance policy on the right-hand side. Cancelo did all the things that he's good at on the left. Very, yeah. very impressive Man City. No, no question, very
1: impressive. Yeah, I thought it was an important day for Pep and his team as well, just to kind of reestablish themselves and a little bit of standing in the league. I think if they were to get beat on that one, I think people would start talking the doom and gloom and there's no centre-forward, mm. which we know this guy yeah. can play without, without one, the system's well set up. I mean, also controlled Chelsea, where Chelsea didn't have a, a shot on target in the whole 90 minutes. Yeah, which
0: is, yeah. You know, it, no, it, 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 they played like champions, Rob. They yeah. played like champions. Yeah. All I would say is, right, and of course, we watch the game and we and we formulate some thoughts and we make some notes. My my last bit on on in terms of the notes here is they've got to They've got to try and maintain that mojo every week, mm. Mm. and I think that's going to be the key to this season. Chelsea have taken them on the chin there. They take them on the mm. chin, but I'm not necessarily thinking because City looked a better team. They looked a yeah. better team. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that that's going to translate over 38 games because I think. I don't know, in certain matches, certain times in the season they might just drop off a little bit. Again, could be wrong. I was wrong last yeah, year. Yeah, that's gonna be the um, test, isn't it?
1: And and the other thing yeah. I would say in their favour, Rob, is they've got plenty of numbers, quality players yeah. who can come in, we can change it a little bit. Sterling can come in and you know, Gundawan can come in and, yeah. you know, and Mares can come in. Yeah, so there is, you know, John Stone still to be added. Uh, there's no doubt Ruben Diaz, when he's in the team, makes a difference for him, Rob, though. Mm. You know, just, yeah. you know, you look yeah. look at his numbers when he's around and completely yeah. different. But, yeah, big win for, for Manchester City and, and Pep, establishing themselves, um, just getting one over Chelsea. And I think also a little lesson for Thomas Tuchel, really, that, you know, Champions League is one thing and great um, credit for winning that. But he, he's, you know, 38-game season in the Premier League is going to be a tough old slog and. They're going to have to do it week in, week out. Just wanted to turn your attention, Rob, to two players who probably, certainly one feels like he's sitting on the outside of the best 11 in Timo Werner, the other Gabriel Jesus. I was kind of looking at those, so thinking about those two, Rob, and thinking, well, you know, Jesus should be his time now and, and kind of playing on that right-hand side, doing a, a mm. decent job. Werner will probably feel like he's got to wait for his opportunities. He plays as a sort of striker underneath Lukaku, um, had a couple of half chances, dragged a couple of balls across the box, but didn't really look that cutting edge. I mean, if you if you had the choice of one, if there was as, as, as a striker in your team, who would you take? Hmm.
0: Hmm. Um, probably Jesus. Hmm. I think I Timo Werner... Yeah, it's been, it's, it's been. been, been, and the, it's been yeah, and I also like Jesus's. Uh, um, I like his attitude, and every yeah. every time Pep talks about talks him, talks
1: about him. Yeah, I was just going to say, he was yeah, He yeah. deserves
0: everything that he gets. Yeah. He's such a good bro. Yeah. Team of uh, the, team, the Chelsea starting lineup made sense. We've yeah. seen him play three, three in midfield when the opponents are pretty good in there. And I think you can safely assume that that's a thinking this time of Van City yes. midfield. Kovacic, Kante and Georgina made sense, mm-hmm. but it still didn't stop the football. And then yeah. the, the thought of Timo Werner alongside Lukaku also made sense. They're going to be counter-attacking, two yeah. quick players that are good on the counter. But they, they City's press was so strong, Rob, that there was hardly any moments where City's midf- uh, chosen midfield players could mm-hmm. take the time, get their head up and play Lukaku or uh, Werner in behind or in spaces. A couple of times, first half, mate. A couple of times. Yeah. So it was just down to cities. A brilliant job in terms of the pressing. But Werner, you know, Havertz came on. The fans went crazy. I think they prefer to see him in the in starting yeah. lineup. But Werner, I don't know where it goes from here, mate. I, I When you got Lukaku, who's going to be the number nine, we got Six to come back, of course, and Mount to come back. And I don't know if there's a big future for Patimo Werner Rob, and, and he might mm. stay this season unless he starts to to show some progression improvement in this team when he gets the opportunity. Yeah. Tough opportunity against Man City, I get it. But yeah, it, we're not seeing it yet and it's, no. uh, it's you know, it's been a little bit of time now. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But is it, is it, is a is it, is it, is it, Yeah. Thomas Tukor's like, okay, things. Mm. He, he probably knows it. This league's hard. Like, he ain't going to, yeah. you know, he's not going to cruise to this this title, no chance. Not He's not going to cruise to it
1: for sure. Let's move on to a big game at Old Trafford. I was working on this game, did a commentary with Andrew Cantor, who we had on our yep. podcast last week, and it was great to have him on and good to, great to work with him. Uh, we did the Manchester United-Villa game. Uh, it was a decent game, plenty of um, shots. Manchester United, I think, had 25, although not many great looks, to be honest. Villa had less shots, but probably better opportunities to score. Villa won it 1-0. Um, Manchester United, Rob, disappointed. Uh, if you think about the team from last season, second in the Premier League, you had Varane, you had Sancho, you had Ronaldo to the pot and the expectation goes up, the belief goes up. that Manchester United lost uh, six games at home um, at Old Trafford last season. They can't afford to go anywhere near that uh, amount of defeats if they think they're going to be challenging for a title. And this was a little bit like United of last year, Rob, with some better additions, but similar kind of performance. I mean, not great. They're playing out the back. Not great identity of what they're trying to do. Yes, there was chances. There was there was shots on goal, but not much created in a way where you say that's really good football. Uh, Martinez came up with a d- few decent saves. Bruno bangs one over the top. Um, you know, maybe in defence, you could say he lost uh, Maguire and Shaw to injury. In the first half, that, that was would have maybe affected them, but it mm. certainly left me thinking: there's work to do for Manchester United. There's work to do for Oli Rob.
0: Yeah, just really disappointing, Rob. Really disappointing mm. for those Man United fans that have been so euphoric with Ronaldo's return in the first game and Ronaldo getting a couple of goals. Uh, it, they should be better than this, Rob. I mean, yeah. disjointed, sporadic, mm. off the cuff, lacking strategy. Lacking sparkle all of a sudden. Um, still, I'm just, read, just read, like reading out some notes I made. Still yeah. a team of moments. Mm. And most importantly, still inconsistent. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure we've said it almost every show <laughs> about United. This looks yeah. exciting with all the players yeah. they've got, the attacking threat they've got, the defensive uh, improvements in Varane. But it's his job to, to, to make this team consistent and mm-hmm. to be strong and and a, and a team. And they're still not a team. There's two new players, Rob. Sancho didn't start this game, yeah. Ronaldo yeah. and Varane. And they still don't look like a team. They look like a t- that When you watch a game at the moment, there's a there's a bunch of players that play in the attack and a yeah. bunch of players that play defensively. They're not a unit defensively. They're not a unit attacking-wise. So they look vulnerable. They look stretched, not just against Aston Villa, but in other games. Mm-hmm. And we've talked to for, before, Rob, about the drama that United have got points. They've lost. They lost in the League Cup. They lost to young boys in the Champions yeah, League. They had a narrow yeah. victory against West Ham with a noble miss penalty, and now they lose at home to Aston Villa. It's going to unravel for the manager.
1: This yeah. is this well, is. David Ornstein was on today. I right, didn't see insider, that And he said, um, you know, contrary to what some people think, Oli might be on thin ice if this continues. He said it's not something that Man United are prepared to port with. They they backed. A manager with money just with resources. The new contract, Rob. Just signed, it's just signed a new contract. Well, he, you know, I'm only saying what David said in that it, it, it might not be as like because I think Rebecca was sort of saying, "Well, how long do you think?" And I said, "It's a season's worth. It, it's a season view unless oh, it goes, goes out the Champions League in yeah. the group stage and they drop down yeah. the league into fifth yeah. or sixth, and then that's different. But otherwise, it's it's a look at the season. It's where they finished. It's what they've done. It's how close they were to whatever they." They are trying to win. And it's interesting. So the League Cup one's interesting because he it plays a sort of second-tier team against West Ham United. He loses a game, which is disappointing. One, it's another cup. Win it. Just win it. You know, I know it's not the most yeah. important, but win something. The other thing, Rob, is most of those players, the the first 11 who played yesterday, rested in the League Cup. So it was it was mainly the backup players who played in the, in the League Cup. Mm. What you don't want is all your backup players not quite being good enough to come in. I mean, they were the only one of the big six teams to lose in the League Cup. And most Mm -hmm. of them played their backup teams or, or, you know, combination. All teams do, I think. Yeah. But Manchester United still didn't get the job done. Now, you know, you can argue West Ham were maybe better than some of the opposition. But I just think those are the kind of things that are going to work against Oli in the long run if he's not careful. Those are the things let's people are going to bash him over the head with.
0: Let, let's try and be a bit more specific, Rob, in terms of what it is that's not going well. I,
1: yeah. I
0: know we've talked about Freddie McTominay a lot, but the ability to play out from the back. Yeah, not good those
1: enough. Those two central field players. is not is, good enough.
0: And then from there, the ability to control a game. To control the game of possession, to be available, to Mm. switch it, to play into a striker, to to switch it to the fullback. You know, control games and to control territory. You expect United to be camped in, to camped in somebody's half.
1: Defensive midfield plays now, Rob. Also, Thomas Partey did it a couple of times today and I was watching tape of him because I did a little breakdown on him. Enough really good passer with the ball. N'Golo county yeah. passes the ball well. You know, Fabinho can pass the ball. Rodri, all those players who play in those yeah. big positions. Yeah, you've got to be good. The you've got to be good to start right. with the passing right. movements to go. Manchester United yeah. haven't got that in Fedor McTominay. McTominay's got a presence about him. I quite like what he offers. But he hasn't got that 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 real steely clinical pass that he, that he can bisect, um, dissect midfields and, and open things up. Or he doesn't play quick enough at times. And... That's a piece that they're missing that they continue to miss. And it's the way they play because they are so disjointed. Um, mm. It's a bit of a problem. I just wonder, I see Baran once or twice on the ball, almost trying to do it. I'm wondering if it's a role that he might have to take up if mm. they are to play that way.
0: Yeah, I, I think some there's some real quality in that team and there's some areas that need the quality to knit it together, Rob. Um, just I just wanted to get my little opinion out on, on the, the big decisions, actually. It was Mike Dean, wasn't it? Mike Dean was the, the referee. Yeah. Um, I thought it was offside. I think oh, Ollie Watkins,
1: yeah. is right yeah.
0: in front of this, and, he, and he's, no, he's made contact with the goalkeeper. Harvey
1: Barnes, isn't he? It was like the Harvey Barnes last week, he's in yeah, contact with the but goalkeeper. this
0: one. I, I think he's in contact just yeah. before he fist yeah. the head is made, yeah. And he wasn't in a position that he, he could have maybe preferred to be in in that instance, yeah. I was, was I was, affected, I
1: thought he affected goalkeeper, but VAR apparently looked yeah. at it and said it was okay. <laughs> so I,
0: I'm, I, I just stunned that that's not interfering yeah. with, with with play yeah. where yeah. he stops a goalkeeper from in fact, the, being in the place where he wants to, to the ball. be yeah
1: yeah I, I, we and did I, mention it we mentioned yeah. it i did listen i watched again i listened
0: i listened to your commentary yeah. and i and i, I know you two guys said the same thing yeah the other one where i think i also thought the handball was a bit harsh did I, you? you know yeah i it's, it's it's right by his side. i mean it, it was an out a little bit rob like mm. It I felt thought a
1: bit Ben Davies to me last week. At oh, it felt more like that. I mean, I, it, yeah. I know so they're serious. subjective. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. But,
0: but Mike Dean, yeah, didn't think he had a great game. But anyway, that doesn't take away from them. That's just a side note. Yeah. The, 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 of course, the, the big story here is Man United hmm. and the manager's ability to get this really, really good squad of players to play like a team. And to and to be strong and solid and consistent and another bad day for them today. How you did oh, yes. play
1: like a team, and I want to just turn the attention to Aston Villa. Yep. By the way, we must go. Yes, yes, yeah. we're yep. excellent. We're excellent. Yep. Twonze, couldn't play, so Horse came in with Mings and Conze at the back. Yep. Matty Cash was outstanding on Brilliant. the right hand side. Very good. Target mm. on the left hand side, and they have the three midfield players of Jacob, Louise, and McGinn, who, after yep. boss the midfield, were better. Uh, and up front, Ollie Watkins and Danny Ings, um, who maybe didn't get goals, but continued to push and, and, and challenge United down the sides, got one on one, made it difficult. Ollie Watkins looked sharp around the box. Didn't think Danny Ings had his greatest game, but you always know what you'll get in terms of effort and teamwork. And they were better set up, they were more suited to what they were going to do. And I have to say, Rob, I'm going to give my underappreciated player of the week. To Douglas Louise, who I thought was the best midfield player out on show. I thought he outshone Bruno. He was better than Pogba and anything Manchester United had. Yeah. And when I look at what Manchester United miss in that controlled footballer, yeah. Douglas Louise yeah. is that he, kind he, can of guy. He, can he can control the game.
0: He can control the game.
1: He can see a pass forward. He can, can, you know, continuity where he's going to pass it from side to side. I thought he was mm-hmm. outstanding. His ball suit to the front players, his tactical understanding. Once or twice, he's clever with the possession and protects the ball and wins free kicks. Um, I thought he was really, really good. And, and you know, at a time when often we look for pace and power and size in there, there's a real technical operator who's um, yeah. a really good pickup for, for Aston Villa. And I have to say, I yeah. thought Villa were good. I thought they were they were worthy of the win, Rob, in the end.
0: Yeah, it's a great show. It's a great show. And this is this is. This is why we do this little thing every weekend, Rob, to, to mm. try and highlight players that, that fly under the radar a little yeah. bit. Um, you know, I haven't got the big names mm. sometimes. Um, but I totally agree. I thought John McGinn as well, in that midfield. Yeah. I think he's, he's having a good season and I pleased for, for Dean Smith, his reaction. I mean, it's pretty special mate for Dean Smith yeah. to go to Old Trafford and win a game like that. I, I just felt good for him. And, uh, Matty Cash. Matty Cash at right wing back.
1: God, Tell you what, Gareth, what Southgate, Gareth Southgate was at the game. You might huh. want to look at him. And I think yeah. Matty Cash is talking about going to play for Poland. because His, his mum's Polish and he'd get Polish Yeah, Pol- uh, Pol- yeah good shot. Yeah,
0: he'd totally play. Yeah, Tell
1: you what, looked pretty really good. good to me.
0: Well done, Aston Villa.
1: Yeah, let's move on to probably the most entertaining game of the weekend. Six goals, three for Brentford, three for Liverpool. Just just one of them games you, 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 you look back on, Rob, and smile it kind of was a bit end-to-end, a bit basketball, one where both coaches could have lots to look at and work at. But I think huge credit has to go to Brentford. I mean, down twice in the game, 2-1, 3-2, come back, have a go. Um, You know, with with names that many of our our, our listeners and, and viewers may not know, you know, is certainly not regular Premier League names. But this team... I don't know if I've got a spirit about him. I don't off play good football. Ugh. Can't you know? Got mixed up and Bomo and uh, Tony, two centre forwards, are going to give the best trouble. I mean, Virgil van Dijk had his hands full, my yeah. friend.
0: Yeah, and yeah. His and hands as did the Liverpool team. Yeah. I mean, it was it was fantastic. And you say in the game of the weekend, and it was the game of the weekend, Rob, mm. on the back of a, a Chelsea and City game, yeah, yeah. a North London derby, and yet. What Brentford are bringing to this league in a, in a stadium, what is it again? Is it 13,000 or
1: something, something? A Community stadium, yeah. The community stadium is like yeah. it's, it's new, but it's
0: small yeah. and it's just brilliant what they're doing. And, and the way that Thomas Frank is, is playing, he's doing exactly what he said he was going to do. He's going to say he's going to attack for every minute that was possible. They're going to try and win every game. They went toe to toe with Liverpool and they were okay with an open game and they give him a right, a right good game in all areas of the field from the midfield area to the attack front two players against the, the back four. Liverpool are looking good. They're looking very, very good. Yeah. I mean, Jogo Jota, again, I mean, have we seen a better header, a goal-scoring header header of a ball such a, a small For guy? somebody who's not
1: that big, yeah. He's yeah. got brilliant timing. He, he gets good positions between centre-backs or full-back and centre-back. Um, brings another kind of dimension to Liverpool. Because they're yeah. not really goals. there weren't many headed goals though, was there was it no. from Liverpool in the past. No. It's all lovely football and and shots and and passing it into the net. But it just gives them that ability to sling a ball in, and whether it's Robertson and and Trent on the on the outside or Henderson who loves that that ball into the box. Yeah, he it, it, it just brings another dimension that's exciting. And what was great about the game was both were sort of going at it to win it. Nobody was was happy with the draw. Brentford, I think, was sniffing like a famous win against Liverpool. Liverpool are thinking, we've got to beat Brentford. They've just been promoted, and we, you know, we want to go top of the table, which they did in the end by the odd point. But it, it was just a brilliant, a brilliant match. And a little tip of the hat to, I think, as well to um, Mo Salah. I think he might have been your underappreciated player of the week a couple of weeks ago. It's yep. a great shot. 100 goals, Rob, in 151 games for Liverpool. I mean, yep. might Liverpool the fastest of any player in the club history just speaks volumes of what he does on a regular basis and having got one actually it was a day he could have got two or even three
0: yeah we've talked a lot rob about players need to be consistent consistent and stuff i mean how consistent is mo salah it's almost every game every game he plays you really know what what you're going to get and 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 that is good stuff it's 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 getting chances to score he's not going to score every game but, man, he's going to get a chance to score in every single game, whether he takes them or not. I mean, again, a, a, another goal in this one. And that's pretty amazing. 100 goals in 151 while playing okay. from a wider yeah. position. I mean, he is a special, special player. I mean, I, I read somebody on on uh, social media saying that, is he the best player in the world right now? Mm. Probably. Possibly is. The best player in the world right now is Mo wow. Salah. Yeah. Um, when you think about Messi and Ronaldo, you think about Neymar yeah. Yeah, and Mbappe, I mean... Yeah.
1: Uh, um, Erling Haaland. Harland, of course,
0: you'd say him. But anyway...
1: Lewandowski, yeah. Yeah, Lewandowski, of course, yeah. It of course, yeah. Part of the, I thought it was a good, I thought it was a good shout. I thought, yeah. yeah,
0: actually, it's a reasonable shout. Um, just just back on Brentford, Rob, just so we can go back and forth on this a little yeah. bit. What what I think... Uh, seeing a, a weaker team, right, a weaker team, so-called weaker team, being expansive and proactive mm. is... is I love it because yeah. the general conception is the perception is that you can't do that. And I know that the Newcastle United fans, Rob, want something more progressive from Steve Bruce. Yeah. And I think when they when they see a team like Brentford and a manager as young and as, as uh progressive as Thomas Frank do this, yeah, that's that's I think that's where some of it comes from. We're not just in Newcastle. I'm sure there's some other clubs yeah. that feel like nah, we, we want some young Exciting manager to to play like that at our football club. Um, it's just I, I just you know again the little lap of honour at the end. It yeah. seems a bit over the top, but why not when things yeah, are going no. well
1: yeah. and
0: the support's been so amazing. It's anyway, so I just I just yeah. I just wanted to get you know, that point, point in about.
1: I mean, I, I, the the point that, that that smacked to me of Brentford from the weekend was twofold. Really, it it, it reminds me a little bit of Leeds last season where. Do you know what? The Premier League's a better league with this team, in it? And it's mm. great that they've come up with an identity, a sense of personality, and they're going to stick to it, Rob. And they're not going to bunker in like Norwich and try and hit on the counter-attack and have the odd chances and lose 1-0, 2-0, 3-0 and mm, had a go. They're going to have the ball. They're going to create chances. They're going to get beat on some days and they'll butt themselves down. But they're going to beat others. And they look well capable... Have been mid table and safe. And listen, we're, we're very early on and we know things can go wrong quite quickly and we can go on mm-hmm. long runs. But mm-hmm. the manager, the players, and the, the setup of this football club tells me how it's run and, and the way mm-hmm. they buy players and the profile yeah. of players who are all a bit hungry, Rob, all with a bit of something yeah. to prove. Yeah, tells me that this club's going to be okay.
0: Yeah, they're onto something. And it's not just about the attacking players and strikers that have no. been sold to other clubs that we know all about. Mm. Um, Nor guard in midfield, Rob. It's not yeah. just about forwards and attacking players. They've got they've got it figured out with their recruitment. Mm. Back in the defensive unit, it's very similar. Uh, the boy from Celtic's just in there. Yeah, um, Aya is in I there. But, in but it, yeah. other than that, there's a lot of continuity mm. in there. And they know what they're doing. Yeah, it's a, it's a great story. Of course, long mm. way to go. We yeah. know that. But what a game. What a game of football it was. Yeah. And I th- I thought it summed up with the embrace of the two managers afterwards. Like, end, yeah, wow. yeah,
1: yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean? I'm sure That's you haven't totally got so, st- yeah.
0: straight he didn't get three points there. Um, but, wow, what a great game of football. And, and again, an advert. And I and I don't want to keep going on about it, Rob, but the Premier League. I mean, particularly this year. It's yeah. it's a fun league with great teams at the top and great teams that maybe you expect to be around the bottom as well. So, Totally, really, really enjoyed the game. Superb stuff. Last comment, just, just saw a note here. Yeah. I just thought, Henderson, you know, and I yeah. I, I know that you love, love, love Jordan Henderson. Mm. I think the midfield now, Curtis Jones scores a wonderful goal, but Fabinho, Henderson and one other, isn't it? it yeah. I mean, it just is. Yeah. It just is. I mean, there's a sense that maybe you could go for a bit more with Tiagos and,
1: yeah. you know, and Elliot it's when he comes you know, back. Okay, so. it, possibly.
0: Yeah, Henderson and Fabinho. It's got to be yeah. two of the three yeah. of those two. Yeah, the yeah. drive that he, that he gives, across mm. for the goal... Yeah, um, yeah, very, very good, Henderson. I thought as well. I think the there's
1: some talk that uh, Rebecca might be doing an interview with him this week on Thursday, actually. So that'd be interesting. Here now he's signed a contract and yeah. you know, what he's looking forward to now in the next stage of his yeah. career. But yeah, it's so, so important. The captain. Uh, it's good yep. shout out just to mention him. Okay, mate. Let's move on to um, the other game today. The early kickoff: Southampton nil, Wolves one. Raul Jimenez scores for the first time in nearly a year since that horrific head injury and maybe Southampton fans are poor. I think everybody in football was just pleased for him, for the goal, for the nature of the goal, Rob, which I thought was outstanding. It was sort of Jimenez back in the day. And the celebrations with the Wolves fans and his teammates was, again, mm-hmm. something that, you know, in this league, you're just so pleased to see. Because there must have been, at some point, a time when you know, we weren't sure of whether we see Raul Jimenez mm-hmm. back on, on a pitch and certainly not scoring goals for uh, yeah. Wolves.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, I, I think he said himself like how lucky he is to, to be back out there. And I think, you know, his kind of time was going on. But he's got his goal. Although Bruno Large made some balls he calls, Rob, in terms of his lineup and, yeah. and switching no out the wide y players.
1: No Traore. Traore, yeah, to switch those.
0: And there, there is some decent players there. Pedro Netos to come back into this yeah. team as well. That's a player that I absolutely love to bits as right, well. Yeah. So, you know, I think we feel with with Bruno Large as Wolves, it's like, well, you know, is this going to be good or is this going to be a struggle? Yeah. Um, I think we know that Southampton are going to have a bit of a struggle this season, potentially. Yeah. Um, big win. Big win for Wolves, the manager. Those decisions that he made. I think that sort of those sort of big cores does get the respect to the dressing room. Yeah. And but the biggest headline, the the, the one real headline is Raul Jimenez Robin. And getting that goal and the embrace, et cetera, the celebrations. I mean, that's a you know, that, that was a very important day for, for yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, it really
1: was. Absolutely gets his first and don't be surprised if he goes on and run again now and yeah. uh, starts getting a few more. Just a quick look at a few other results. Uh, Leeds won West Ham two. Uh West Ham continues to go with, with, with David Moyes, Mikel Antonio yet again coming up with a win. I mean, what a what a player he's been for, for West Ham this season. Mm. Leicester two, Burnley two. Um Maswell Conan getting his goal, Conney getting his goal for, for Burnley. Uh two goals from Jamie Vardy and an own goal. Uh so interesting day for him and, and um Brendan Rodgers. Just not quite going probably Brendan would have planned right now for Leicester.
0: Yeah, it absolutely isn't, and I think of, of these games; these are the results. I think the the narratives continue. You mm-hmm. know, West Ham United flying. Yeah. Leeds struggling.
1: Yeah, a little bit. You yeah. know, Leicester
0: and Burnley two-two. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know that it continues the story of Leicester where something's just not quite right there yeah. at the moment. You know, whatever it is, it's it's tough to put your finger on it. It's still a very talented squad. Everton, I, I continue to like. Mm. What's happened in Everton, and you know, I know it's not the most glamorous right now, and I know it's not. You know, it's some are not thrilled about Rafa Benitez. I think I think he can do a really solid
1: job yeah. there. To uh, out goals is, is absolutely same narrative. Is what we've said, yeah, yeah. He's, he's doing it, the, and,
0: and then mm. Newcastle again. You know, Watford one-one. Mm. So nothing. You know, th- those results pretty much. Uh,
1: we, haven't too, learned,
0: we haven't learned. We haven't learned Nothing's really changed. Yeah. You know, where where some of the bigger ones that we've been more in depth with Rob, there's kind of some pretty important differences in what we've seen. So, uh, mm. all in all, though, mate, I know we've got one more game tomorrow on the Monday. Um, but again, another fantastic, entertaining Premier League weekend. Loved it. Well,
1: as ever, mate, uh, it was good to speak. Uh, mm. I had Andrews Cantor last week. I was wondering whether to make a transfer, but i But I'll give you another week. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you We'll see from there. As you say, another super week of Premier League football bragging rights and the points go to Arsenal as they blew Spurs away in the big North London derby we'll be back on Wednesday that's September the 29th and we'll talk about the second round of the Champions League and we'll also have a word on Brighton and Graham Potter they beat Palace tomorrow and go top of the table and it's called the M23 derby well, that, so anyway. <laughs> but for now I'm Earl he's Musty together with the two Robbies thanks for watching and listening be safe stay healthy it's a good night from me
0: and it's good night from him Good night. Good night.